Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Film Reviews. Isn't that a great title? Um, and I have kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very creative. Um, <laughs> Gets right yeah, to the point. It's, yeah, it's film reviews, um, and uh, I'm here with my my colleagues about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's still in theaters today, and I actually just got a chance to see it again today. Oh my this. god! Just so to, that's the third time you've seen it, or yeah. is it more than three? Okay. No, I mean what 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 I did was I I. I tend not to what the, the last few times I've seen it I go in late because I feel like the last part of the movie if you just watch the movie you, I feel like if you go in like an hour in it's a better experience but we'll talk about I that I see thing, so. well that that's <laughs> something of a critique <laughs> <laughs> you know I actually know I mean the thing is is you know, I, I think the Bruce, like, they could just start it off with the Bruce Lee scene and, like, you know, and, like, and go from there. And go from there. But, uh, because that's, it's weird. It's like every single time that I've kind of crashed the movie on late, I always come in right as that scene's about to start. Um, and, and let's, so let's talk about this uh, movie. Do you have anything, uh, background that you want to talk about? No. I, I, um, I guess I, I've seen all of Quentin Tarantino's films. Probably not all of the Kill Bills. Uh, There's only two. Anyway, yeah, but like I don't think I made it through either of those. But like, otherwise, I know his Uber, as we say. Uh, if that's yeah. background, yep. I mean, ultimately, like, he strikes me as a guy, like as a kid. If he was a kid, right? he'd have all these action figures and he'd have like these really weird ways, but ultimately he's just smashing action figures together. You know, like that's his, that's what that kind of kid he is, you know? Yeah. And he wants, I would he, agree. he likes, he likes to take these characters and he thinks of them in his mind. I mean, I don't know who he originally thought he was going to play all these parts, but, uh Probably he already had these actors in his mind, uh, DiCaprio and Pitt, and I don't know about Margot Robbie, but so apparently she wrote a letter to Tarantino saying she really wanted to be in one of his movies, and he's like, hey, why don't you just be Sharon Tate? So um, they, this is probably like resurrected a resurgence, you know, of, of Sharon Tate, you know, also of Helter Skelter. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, there was some movie called Charlie Says that just came out. Um, I guess it's probably like the 50th anniversary of all things 1969. Uh, Right. So maybe that's why. 
I, do, yeah, I mean, and, I, and, I don't find Charlie to be that fascinating, but he has certainly been around a lot lately. Well, when when um, Tarantino, I thought he was going to really just do a movie about the murders. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I was, I was I thought, pleased to be mistaken. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's in poor taste. Um, you know, he, he likes to do this wish fulfillment stuff, but ultimately... I mean, I, my question Are to you is... Are you going to spoil the movie? Is it that kind of... Yes, we're of, spoiling the movie okay. at this point. Okay. You better have seen it. Yeah. Uh, I'll write it on the description that it's a spoiler. Yeah. Um, but it's... So, the twist ending, do you do you think he just wrote himself into a corner, or do you think that was always his plan? I think... Um, like... Uh, I think he only has so many arrows in his quiver. I don't. I, don't, I think he's sort of bored with plot, and because this is very, very similar to his last two. Well, not his last two. But this is pretty similar to Django and Inglorious Bastards in terms of like, you know, sort of like a happy ending to something that did not have a happy ending in actual history. Um, though people do get butchered even in the happy endings. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I think I, I don't think he wrote himself into a corner. I think he was like, you know what, I'm going to do the same thing again, but with this other story, and I can just make it about... The, I mean, it's not, a, it's not a bad idea to reuse. Well, no, but can he do another movie like this and do no, the same bullshit again? No, I don't again? think he can. I don't. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, it would be like M. Night... Shyamalan, because um, like yeah, while, the yeah. audience would be way too ahead of the twist um, a- a- after this movie. I didn't know what the twist was, and so the twist was effective. I mean, I, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't see it coming, but I wasn't that and, surprised. And once. heat to him is he does a great job of building up tension. Uh, there's that one scene where um, Brad Pitt is looking in on Bruce Dern's character, uh, yes. Vaughn. And he times everything perfectly so that when the TV is on some old-timey show where there's some drama going on, the exact music is now the scene, you know, is is the Brad Pitt mm-hmm. scene of him going into the room. So it's like, you know, it's like, so there's this, this no, it's like. No, that's, that's one of the best scenes in the movie, easily. Right, and then he releases it by being nothing, because, and then Bruce Dern I think is great. I think he's actually better than Bruce, I mean than uh, Burt Reynolds would have been. So that would have been this, interesting. I mean, I would have liked to have seen both. I like Burt Reynolds. <laughs> you know, he hated apparently doing Boogie Nights. He thought it was the dumbest movie. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. He 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 wasn't very gracious about it. I don't yeah. know. I I think Boogie Nights is. I liked it at the time. I I won't get into Boogie Nights, but he's very good in it, though. He's a good actor. Well, I mean, he was a good actor. People compare these their the two directors a lot. Uh, so yes, I think so. And you could argue they're both Scorsese ripoffs. You know, I mean, but and I've, have you ever heard Definitely. have you ever heard Scorsese say anything about Tarantino? I don't know that I have, actually. It's a good question. I mean, I haven't looked for it, but I've seen other directors, like, 
I've seen the Cone Brothers talk about Tarantino, but no, not. What have they said? But I, um, they were gracious. I think it was like right after Pulp Fiction, and I remember Joel Cone saying it was great. Um, so they both like thought Pulp Fiction was a, a really good movie. I don't, I don't know what their opinions were of other movies. But, but. Clint Eastwood was talking about being at Con, I believe. And everybody was watching all these movies. You know, you got to watch like a ton of movies with a bunch of people and you're like judging them. And he's yeah. like, dude, when Pulp Fiction came on, it's like that just blew everything out of the water. Um, so even Clint Eastwood. I, I mean, I remember it. seeing that for the first time. That movie was awesome. I mean, it was like, I don't know. I mean, that was a great movie in a way that perhaps this was not as great, but enjoyable. Well, that's a lot of people are saying that, you know, some people think Reservoir Dogs the best. Some people think Pulp Fiction. It was weird because I watched Pulp Fiction with somebody who had never seen it. Some, you know, new, uh, what are they? Um, what are they, millennials now? I don't know what they are. These okay. Young people. Yeah. A 38-year-old <laughs> so is a millennial. So, but I, okay, I don't no, know like a 20, know. somebody in their late yeah. 20s that never saw it, right? So I was watching it. And it was a slow movie. You know, it was like, this is not such an action-packed movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and It's, and it's got some flab. Even that. Yeah, which people think yeah. is a perfect thing. Now, this one is, okay, totally self-indulgent. No one's going to tell him to cut anything. I mean, I bet you there's going to be like an even longer cut that we're going to see um, with all the other I shit in it. I was reading an interview with somebody else with a stunt coordinator and she was like, Oh, and there's this scene and it's not in the movie. So I think you're absolutely right. I think there'll be like a, a four hour version, which, you know, if, if somebody wants to see it, they should see it. I wouldn't mind it. I mean, I, I think like the, idea no, you wouldn't. If you... <laughs> you've invested nine hours. Count it. You know, it's weird. I think I tend to grab it. I like the, I like just his, the way he shoots, like he puts you in the movie. I like I like Scorsese too. I like these uh, directors who kind of immerse you in their movie. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's weird. Because, I mean, in a I'm kind just, of like pop up book kind of way, like like right. in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, there are all those scenes where they're just driving around L.A. in a car, but it's like a lot of fun. You're like, woo! Like I'm in the car. <laughs> yeah. But, like, a lot of directors would be like, well, I'm not going to just shoot a scene where people are, like, driving down the road, and nor should they. But for some reason, it kind of works with Tarantino. Now, I noticed there's some also some great subtleties in this movie that people don't generally – like, I just pick – when I was watching, you know, over and over again, I was like, wow, okay, there's these little expressions. Like, I remember when uh, that director comes in to <laughs> – Tim Dalton. Sam Wanamaker. Oh, Rick. No, but what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Rick the, Dalton. The, the, Dick Dalton. See I'm, I'm the guy three times in a week. <laughs> I always, it's not like I always, a hard like, name to remember. I remembered it. <laughs> putting his face in ice, right? And the guy comes up. I don't know who, what director he's supposed to be, but. He's supposed to be Sam Wanamaker. He's like a real guy. And if you're. 
If you ever, like, you'd totally know him if you saw him, because he was also an actor. And he really is a lot like that. He looks like that guy, and that guy does, like, a pretty good impression of this person that not a lot of people remember or think about, but that's a real person called Sam Wanamaker. Right, and he's doing this show called Lancer, which is apparently a was show. a real show. Yeah. Yeah. Not this episode, but yeah. Right. And it's a weird episode. He's got this kid, and you, I remember when we got out of the movie, you were like, oh, that, that scene didn't work, so go ahead and talk, so it is, say your you piece were right. on that thing. It's totally celebrated, but I didn't think that scene worked. I thought it was a good idea for a scene where this eight-year-old child has an acting discussion and she's a very serious actress. I thought that was like a, a good idea. But then she's like way too precocious. And then he makes that weird joke about how one day she's going to be over the hill. And it just, yeah. I don't know. It just, it just that sounds like a big laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause you want to laugh. You want to like enjoy yourself while you're watching that movie. I mean, it's, and so you're like, well, that's a joke. I'll laugh at it. But it's not really that great a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. That whole scene could have been, like, twice as funny if, like, so how would you have written it? I would have, I would have had her say about half as much shit as she said. Um, and then, like, he was. I, I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was really terrific for the whole movie. I thought he was really good in that scene. But she was just given too much dialogue because it was like this person doesn't exist. And like, if she, if she didn't talk so much, she wouldn't have that thought. And then at the end of the scene, or the like second part of the scene, if I'm not rushing ahead, like Rick Dalton gives this great performance where he sort of improvises, including throwing a little girl on the ground. I actually thought that was kind of funny. Um, but then she says, that was the greatest acting I've seen in my life. And she should have just said, like, good work or something. Something an actor would say to another actor. Like, actors are never that generous. They, they would be like, that was solid or something. And, and that would have been funny to me. But, you know. Well, but the whole thing was that her life was – Eight year is eight years long. You know what I mean? Like she's an yeah. eight year old. <laughs> yeah. In my life, yeah. like how many, yeah. how much acting? Yeah, you I seen? guess that's true. I guess that's true, and I didn't think of it. Um, and so, but I think also just like he captures even someone who is just like an, a full grown man. The littlest compliment can sometimes like just bright, you know, make your day. So. Yeah. It's amazing how people are so stingy with compliments, you know, when it doesn't cost them anything. I, mean, I just, I, that made me reflect on that. But uh, now I look at like his, his portrayal of um, this guy. He's supposed to be like a Burt Reynolds, Clint Eastwood, Steve McQueen kind of guy, right? I mean, it's like yeah. a, a Malcolm. So, Burt Reynolds because Burt Reynolds actually had his own stuntman for a long time. So I was thinking this this movie could use a prequel, right? Like of their ba- Bounty Law days as stuntman and stunt double because they have a, like a long history. You could do a whole series. I, 
if you could get those two leads, I'm sure you could sell it. Um, Otherwise, no. It could be a series. It's a, it's not a bad idea, like a spinoff. Um, yeah, I would see that. I, mean, I don't need to see teenagers get blowtorched every half hour. I mean, they could just hang out. That was the best part of the movie. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. But my point is, is that I like this pairing. Like, I wish they were more together in the movie. Like, to me, I thought it was going to be a buddy movie. It really didn't turn out to be that. They kind of presented it that way. Now, you look at, like, Sony, I think they were kind of lost. Like, they didn't really know how to sell this. Well, if you remember, in Glorious Bastards, if you saw, like, before that movie came out, they show this trailer, and it, and it makes it seem like this unit is going to be like what the story is and like you see those guys all hang out together like twice in like a three hour movie and it's about this other thing entirely and I think he just kind of lost interest in that being like a movie about a bunch of army buddies and I think perhaps similarly he kind of got sidetracked with this buddy movie I don't think this was that far from a buddy movie no, it's it's it it is, but it was they had very separate adventures. Now, did you notice how the in portrayal of what he was doing in his scene, what Brad Pitt was actually doing in real life? So that that guy who's I guess is Johnny Madrid, he actually works for Lancers. The Lancers, I don't know, but I couldn't really understand the dynamics of the show. Who is the good guy? Who's the yeah? The they all seem like, like bad guys. <laughs> yeah. And and this weird thing where the honor of the old west, where the guy is just like, you know, slowly putting his horse on the, you know, um, pole, and then like coming and then facing the guy, the the the, the businessman, Gilbert or whatever, the the guy whose um, restaurant it is, where this star of the Lancer show, Johnny Madrid, rolls up. That that scene is completely. First of all, that scene of his. His his horse coming in is paralleled by the scene of Tech's horse. I see. And then like the Lancer the Lancer Ranch gets taken over by um, uh, the Caleb, who is played by um, Rick Dalton, and it also and so then it also gets taken over. So uh, Dalton. Um, Manson? Uh, his character, yeah. Caleb is Manson. Right, and he looks like him. He's got the mustache. I mean, he's got the no, long no, hair. That, and... that sounds, yeah. So, so, and then so Brad Pitt is playing the part of the guy from... Uh, Justified? Yeah, Justified. Uh, Timothy Oliphant. He, so he's playing Timothy Oliphant in real life. Where is what uh, happened? Where, where, what does Timothy Oliphant do in that scene? I can't remember. He he's like you know Lancers. Uh, you, you're pushing. We're here. You're basically you've taken over a, Lan- a Lancer ranch, and Caleb is this outlaw who's just bullying this family called Lancer. I don't. I I, I just, doesn't make any sense. But apparently, like in this version. Lancer's just some family with an old man who's being represented by Luke Perry who looks like he's a half cripple and he ends up like, you know, he's not even alive anymore, so he he was a frail yeah. dude in it. 
it was like he wasn't going to be the hero. So this guy, Johnny Madrid, comes in, and you don't know whose side he's on. He's even intimating in the conversation in the scene that he's going to go over to Johnny Madrid's side. But ultimately, Johnny Madrid knows that this dude is actually a Lancer plant. Wow. that is that that makes the movie much richer. I didn't think of any of this, and and I should have maybe because it's like why are we spending so much time on this dialogue? Wow, that's right. really interesting. So, so the ranch, the spawn ranch, is the Lancer Ranch taken over, and and Caleb is is Manson, and he's holding the little girl, who's the representative of all these little these women that are basically being. Indoctrinated. Oh, by. that even that even helps where she like laughs with him because as we were talking about right. right after the movie, there's a, there's a weird moment where they laugh together like they're right before he threatens. Yeah, and it's like, well, why is she laughing? But that makes much more sense if he's Charles Manson, and she's suddenly sort of into him in right. this creepy, creepy way. Yeah, and then so. And the old man is, you know, that they refer to, of course. who's supposed to bring yeah. the money, the fifty thousand, is Spawn. Um, yeah. Now, also, there's a, um, you know, this whole, the whole subplot of uh, Sharon Tate and her relationship with Sebring and Polanski. Yes. You know, they they have a few scenes with the guy, and you look at Polanski, and he just seems like kind of like a. I mean, they, the way he's portrayed in this movie, what would you say about him? I, I mean, he was in it for like literally 25 seconds. Yeah, like the um, same as Matt Manson, like about the same amount as Manson. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really get an... I mean, it was like they got an actor who looked vaguely like Polanski and was like a little guy, but that, that was about it. And he was dressed up like an English, like a lord from like the 1800s or something with some ruffled-ass shirts and... I mean, he yeah. was seriously dressed like he was in knickers or something. I mean, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I think he was like very of that scene. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he probably did dress like that. So Damian Lewis plays Steve McQueen, and he looks exactly like him. He's got the exact same facial structure. He, he looks exactly like him, and he talks exactly like him. In in some ways, that was my like favorite 40 seconds of the movie. Like, because Damian Lewis is a really good actor. So he's really impersonating Steve McQueen, who he happens to also look like crazy like. <laughs> but it, just the way he like points and talks and like it was yeah, amazing. It was I, yeah, yeah, um, he did a great job. He should do yeah. like a Steve McQueen movie or something, like play Steve McQueen. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I, I could have watched it all day. I was like kind of pissed off. I was like, oh, I think that's the only scene. Um, yeah. And and the thing is, it's like these people are like you think about it. It's such a double-edged sword. Like this guy who's playing Manson's like I'm in the new Tarantino. I play Manson, and he's doing the Manson murders. Like no, like you're gonna be in it for a you know you're gonna be on set for a day. Yeah, uh, there's an article about what you're talking about that I I sort of prepared for our talking about this. Um, but I read like about how Tarantino likes to. If you will flex with casting, like he'll, like he gets whoever the hell he wants, and I'll have them in the movie for like fifteen seconds, and it's like 
he's the honcho. And it's like, you're Damian Lewis, and you're hot shit, but you're only going to be in the movie for 15 seconds. And you're even Al Pacino. You're going to get, like, one scene. Like, he tells Rick Dalton, you know, you're getting beat up by this guy, and you're getting beat up in, like, the audience. They see uh, the guy from Bounty Law getting out to pasture. And the thing is, his little lecture is really fucking up Rick Dalton. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I like about that scene. It's just like he's just he's just a salesman. He wants the guy to go out and do spaghetti westerns. Oh yeah, so you can he, tell he doesn't. It's just business to him. Like he doesn't. Right. But it's not true. Like he could very well go on for years and years being a heavy in many many shows and do just fine. Looks like he can actually act too, to some extent. Yeah. No. He's he he fuses with Leonardo DiCaprio and that in that one scene I mean he, Rick Dalton really is very good in that one scene at least um, I like also the, the I thought my one of my favorite scenes too was the reminiscence that Brad Pitt has on the roof about why he's blacklisted yeah um, and it was the whole Bruce Lee scene from so what did you think of that you thought it was mean to Bruce Lee I I, I liked the scene I thought it was strangely mean to Bruce Lee. I think I think the legacy of Bruce Lee will outlive this movie. But it, it just seemed like a strange guy to like pick a fight with uh figuratively. Like who who doesn't like Bruce Lee? I mean it, uh and apparently Quentin Tarantino doesn't. <laughs> I mean well, it's like Okay, but you're kind of losing me because I like Bruce Lee and I don't even I don't even care about this crap. But like Bruce Lee seems like a cool guy to me. Now he addressed this, and he said, yeah. "Look, well, that I doesn't make it bad." Well, yes, okay. What what did he say? I'm sorry. He said, "I love Bruce Lee." He was arrogant, and he was also uh, he did say that he could destroy Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Uh, so, it's, he can do what he wants. I will say that. I'm not going to be like, how dare he? But he dared. Um, <laughs> and he's going to pay a little price. It just seemed kind of strange. But it's a good scene. It definitely is. If I didn't know who Bruce Lee was, I would have enjoyed it all the more. He says, uh, he's like, look, Brad Pitt can't beat up Bruce Lee. But this is a fictional character. This is Cliff Booth. And it's like, could Dracula beat Bruce Lee? It's the same question. It's like, if mm-hmm. I write a character that can beat Bruce Lee, then this character can beat Bruce Lee, and that's who he is. I didn't find that part offensive. I just thought, like, he was a little, he was like such a jerk. It was like, I, I don't know. But it's a good <laughs> scene, and I, I really don't care. But it's like, it just seemed like an odd choice. But, but you know, we're talking about it, so maybe it was a good choice. I thought it was just a classic kind of like exciting, you know, hand-to-hand combat. And it was. It, I mean, it would have been unforgivable if Bruce Lee sucked at fighting. Um, and he was, it was like, wow, this guy's fighting Bruce Lee. That part was good. Right, um, and he was, no, was kind of winning. No, I just thought it was like, wow, yeah. Yeah, no, he was. No, funny take scene, it back. But... It's, a, it's, it's a good scene, and Quentin Tarantino has balls for putting it in, and Bruce Lee will be fine, and the memory of him will be fine. So, yeah, you've talked me into it. But also, the scene before it where he's Kurt Russell being begged by um, uh, Rick Dalton to let him as, you know, on the stunt, to be the stunt guy, 
He was like, fucker killed his wife, man. And that right there was like, then they go into the scene where he's on the boat with actually Rebecca Gayhart. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't know, I knew she was in the movie, and I didn't know that was her. You see him in this really pitiful uh, wetsuit on a boat, and we don't know what happened. Maybe the harpoon just went off while it was in his hand, and they hit a bump. You don't know. But uh, they leave it open. So I spoke to a woman who saw this movie who professed to be very offended by that detail. I can understand that. Uh, what I understand was what I thought was funny, though, a real funny moment in the Bruce Lee scene when it was like that dude comes up to him right when he's about to start fighting. And he's like, he's like, that guy, uh, he's like, that guy's kind of famous. And like Bruce Lee's like, that guy, like, what are you talking about? And he's just like, yeah, he killed his wife and got away with it. And he's like, that guy. <laughs> that was like a no, great that, little moment. It was a good moment. And Bruce Lee seems cool in that moment. Like, like he looks a little scared and also like, what? I mean, yeah. And he doesn't talk with a sort of Asian accent, which was another element of the Bruce Lee thing. Did you not think in your three viewings of it when Bruce Lee's giving his monologue that he sounded uh, a little stereotypical? Well. Perhaps nitpicky. I don't know. Like dropping R's and things. But, but, you know, maybe that's accurate. (laughs) I see. You thought it was like breakfast at Tiffany's, kind of? (laughs) Like, slightly. I mean, the actor was actually um, Asian, but just a a little bit. Right, right. Yeah. I think you're right. I mean, there was a stylized quality to his performance, but I thought it still captured the Bruce Lee. I think he did a great job, Mike Moe. Yeah. And I could see him playing Bruce Lee in a, in a like a full-on Bruce Lee movie. You know what I mean? I I feel for I the guy because he must be going around being like, yeah, I'm in the new Tarantino. I'm Bruce Lee. It's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh, I'm Bruce Lee in a Tarantino movie. Like, why is it this an absolute good? Yeah. Uh, but it was uh, so it, it was there basically as uh, just to show you that Cliff Booth can take care of himself, and within that too is his extreme agility in getting up to the roof. So this guy's basically yeah. the superhero. He's a superhero in this world of Tarantino. This we found the dude who's like the most formidable. Now um, they also say he's a war hero, so he must have been, I guess, fighting in the. Korean War, I would imagine. Yes, I would imagine as well. And there's some who believe, I think, the sergeant in Inglorious Bastards, the guy Brad Pitt plays, is supposed to be his dad. Okay. (laughs) That would make sense. There's, There's a family resemblance. And Floyd from True Romance is supposed to be the may be the son of Cliff Booth. I'm just like this is like the uh so, someone Tarantino I guess someone extended universe. Yeah. Huh? But that's just cuz that's I mean the reasoning behind that is like I mean that makes it seem like Calvin Candy is the great grandfather of uh Rick Dalton cuz they're both played by Tarantino, which maybe they are. <laughs> not um, Tarantino, DiCaprio, excuse me. 
Yeah, I mean, apparently, uh, I think the the guy, the the English guy with the uh, three glazer, gets shot in the the basement bar. Um, Fassbender. Fassbender. Yeah. Yeah, he's supposed to be the son of Tim Roth's character in uh, The Hateful Eight. So, just weird connections there. Yeah. But um, so you have this Cliff Booth guy who seems like the ultimate like dude you want to be. Yeah. Uh, as an as like, there's something. I mean, he's very much. A, a Western figure, you know, like almost like a silent, strong, silent type, you know? Yes. Uh, now he has this scene with his dog where he's dog not to whine. Uh, what did you think of that? You think it was just Oh, extraneous? Um, I don't know. I thought it was, uh, I mean, the dog is going to play a role later in the movie. It's a movie starring Brad Pitt as the coolest guy in the world, I, I actually appreciate a scene or two where he's just hanging out, you know, w- with his dog in a trailer having beer. Um, I mean, that, that, that was like an, a very enjoyable scene, I thought. Yeah, and I thought it was like there was – I think there was a lot of messaging going on there um, just about the zen-like quality that – because Rick Dalton is just like freaking out. Yeah, he, you know, he, he, he was very thin-skinned. He cried at the drop of a hat. Yeah, he was, he was not stoic at all. He couldn't handle anything. Yeah, and he and he has this guy who's just like going with the flow. Like he doesn't. It's like he doesn't even think about his future or past. He just like moves on, and he seems perfect. And when he almost dies, he says, "Hey, it wasn't my time." Like, I mean, that, that's his philosophy. Like, all things were meant to be. And he doesn't he doesn't sweat at anything at all. Um, and it just seems like um, Rick Dalton, on the other hand, is like every little thing is a fucking crisis. I mean, when he – that scene where he, like, makes the – he says the wrong lines and then he goes into his trailer and – Improvised, I, I read. Oh, Yes, and Tarantino doesn't do that much, but just let DiCaprio just roll with it. And he was I great. Had, One of the best scenes. Another, uh, you know, now that we're talking about it, another very good scene in the movie. He's like, you don't fucking get those lines right. I'm gonna blow your goddamn head off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just think that's like, improvised. <laughs> yeah, like blood all over your pool. And then you look at his life, and he's just sitting there reciting his lines, floating in his nice. He owns the house, you know. He doesn't have to make any payments. Oh on yeah, it. if he could just relax, he has right. a great he's, life. As 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 Cliff points out, like I don't really understand what you're <laughs> so stressed out about. You'll get to another country. They want you to go there. They want to give you money to come, and he ends up going anyway, and it's like a good experience for him. Um, I, I imagine it would be a good experience. I mean, like, yeah, going to some other country and being treated like a god. <laughs> right. But he just like looks at it like, you know, it was just at the beginning of the spaghetti western thing. But it, he captures it very well, you know, when he has like that little scene with uh, Johnny Madrid and like those laughing guys like in the background, like Johnny Madrid, <laughs> and like you see like 
five different dudes laughing. It's just the he captures that like kind of movie very well. The way he he kind of folds these guys into the time. Very creative, I thought too. Yes. And I I think it's probably I mean not that I really know what I'm talking about, but I'm I, I'm Quentin Tarantino would. I imagine actors' egos are insanely fragile, and like, and they're never happy. <laughs> right. And you look at look at Tarantino. I mean, he in many ways Rick Dalton is representative of him because he's aging out. Like, yeah. You know, you, th- you think about it like that stupid fucking Hobbs and Shaw movie. Their opening like destroyed the opening of this movie. Like, yeah, Tarantino isn't the hot commodity that he was. Well, to be fair, he was never like a total money maker. I mean, he always did well. But, uh, but I do know what you mean because, like, in seeing this movie, I felt like, and I worked with like college age students, and none of them have seen it. None of them give a shit. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, oh, was that good? <laughs> Yeah, like when we were in college, he was like the guy. And now the yeah. guy, I don't know who it is for college people, but like it's almost like they don't even have a guy. Yeah. He's been passed by. It's, you know, now he's just kind of doing movies for buffs who like movies. It's a very niche. Um, but, you know, I think this movie's doing more better than expected, it did. don't you? Oh, yeah, it performed well. And he and he's he's already I mean like his stuff like a lot of people aren't going to bother to see it because it's just like too much talking, right? It's just like not enough action. Yeah, it's very. Uh, that's it's even true actually, of Reservoir Dogs. I mean, Reservoir Dogs is kind of action packed, but like this, I mean, it, you could do it as a play. There's like forty five minutes straight where they're just talking. And and it's like, can he do a movie without a fucking Mexican standoff? Like so, at the yeah. end here, basically has one with Brad Pitt holding up a hand pistol, which I thought was very creative. Um, it and is. he's laughing, and you have him laughing and being. So they come, you know, you think they're coming to kill uh, Sharon Tate, but they they come in and uh... that's the end of part one. Please check out part two where we continue this movie review. Thanks. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.